Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. And with me this week, Kid Presentable. You know, normally I like to come in with that hot uh, Trader Joe's Minute, but this week we are not brought to you by Bonchon Korean Fried Chicken. Also with me, considerably farther away than he was last week, Lavender Gooms. Yeah, so I started running again this week, and when you have a run in like six months, Two miles becomes like, you know, might as well be like two states. I just yeah, ran. I, I want to. Yeah, I was running yesterday. I wanted. I wanted to die. Is a I, big I, man with his two miles. Yo, huh? I pretty much. Pretty, I pretty much just eaten carbs and sugar and everything I wanted from like Thanksgiving till now. So I gotta undo some of that. <laughs> and and don't get me wrong. It's I said two miles, but it was more like the first mile I ran, and then the second mile it was intermittent run two blocks and then have to walk a block and then run another block then walk a block that, and then that's, I, at that's some called point I was walking. that's called interval training mike you're doing it right okay that's what you're supposed to do um not with us this week dj mark um and a personal matter to attend to should be back next week where we'll actually be an mma podcast again because again this week ain't shit going on um so I'm just give you guys a little preview to what we're going to talk about. And when I say there ain't shit going on, I'm looking for MMA news. And I can't bring myself to talk about like, oh, you know, well, Connor, uh, the winner of like uh, the winner, uh, Connor's going to fight Jorge if he beats, if he wins next week. We'll talk about that then. Um, I mean, when I went on my usual like MMA websites mm-hmm. like the past week, I, I feel like pretty much everything I saw was. Dana White has an opinion about this, and I'm like, I don't need to read any of those. I saw an article about uh, Michael Jai White, a.k.a. Spawn, um, getting into a Twitter fight with Platinum Mike Perry. And look, if the UFC wants to book Michael Jai White's execution, okay, I'll watch it. He he will get destroyed real bad. His old ass, those bones would just... You just, don't you, you don't know what jujitsu Michael Jai White's been doing? Mike, any amount of money you want to bet on that one. Any amount of money. Okay. <laughs> Literally, any amount of money. Um yeah, there's nothing really going on until I mean there's a one FC card this weekend, but I mean one at one lot one FC lies about everything about their numbers, so we might as well assume they're not actually lying about when this thing's taking place. Um and there's nobody I recognize on it anyway. Um and there's a LFA fight going on. In a, like a week and a half. And I'm just happy to see Demacio Page is still, you know. How does Demacio Page only have 25 fights? That can't be right, right? Like, WC. I was say, the, like, I've been hearing that name since the WC. Yeah, I was going to say, MMA Junkie can't be right with this record. Does he take a couple years off? Something like that. You know, do you know when you want to know a guy's actual record, man? Even go still. Wikipedia. Fuck Wikipedia. You go to ShareDog. All right, because Sherdog is counting everything. This guy really Sherdog, Wikipedia, and like what else? It was like, was it uh, Melvin Gallard? He had like a different record per every single. Yeah, it depends where you go. 
According uh, to Wikipedia, he has 29 fights, 19 and 10. Well, according to Sherdog, he's 20 and 10. Um, he's fighting a Jackson Wink fight night. Last time he fought was in 2017. So I guess it's been a while. Anyway, um, there's not a lot going on. We gave out our year-end awards last week. Congratulations to the winners. Their prizes will arrive in the mail once Mike figures out what the prize is going to be and all their addresses and how to send them mail in a fashion that's not going to put us on some sort of list. You know, as a threat. Um, it's hard to take you seriously right now. You're wearing a fucking sleep mask on your forehead. Uh, Mike, thank you for that. <laughs> he just, Mike's just so ready to take a, to go to bed, guys. The sleep mask is on. All right. It's literally on. Look, I got spoiled last week, you know, being able to report, re- record the, co- the podcast at, at 6 p.m. Uh-huh. All right, you guys don't know the high life that you're living. Being able to record, you know, at a reasonable hour. All right. Oh yes, I do, Mike. It's called West Coast Best Coast. Yeah, West Coast Best Coast. All right. That's what, that's what we got going on here. Pretty sure we went and got like wings or some shit after we recorded the podcast last week. <laughs> you got time, baby. Things I'm, are open. Things are open. I, I think we literally went and we went to Habit. I got a cheeseburger. <laughs> went to other places and came home. Yeah, you could do stuff. I'm eating dinner afterwards. I might go for a walk, I was thinking, actually, in general. All right, guys. Um, Just, yeah, we're not talking about fights. There's nothing to fucking talk about. So just whatever we did this week, there's going to be just, you know, whatever we feel like talking about. What's um, our next card is we have uh, Connor coming up. We're we have Connor, Connor and Cerrone's next week, and that's a big one. And um, as Mike pointed out to me, not bad, quite frankly. Um, a lot of good matchups. Um, uh, Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington. While may not be aesthetically pleasing, good matchup there. Um, Claudia Gadelia, Alexa Grasso, Diego Ferreira, Anthony Pettis, Macy Barber, Roxanne Modafari, um, Alexia Lenik taking on Maurice Green. I'm not sure I know who Maurice Green is, if I'm being honest. Not without trying to look that, up some. That's of that. a name where he could be like seven different guys in my head. Yeah, um, but Alexia Lenik, we all know, and his. You know, 70 fights listed here. Jesus Christ. Wasn't Mo Green the random dude who gave me a mixtape outside of that one uh, hip-hop store, Bobby, in Walnut Creek? Isn't that and, the uh, guy? Isn't that the it was guy actually a runs, really good uh, mixtape. Doesn't he run, like, the Vegas thing for the Corleones? Like I said, there's a lot of Mo Greens in this planet. I was going to say it's the guy who got in the street fight with Mike Tyson, but that was Mitch Green, right? Or is there nobody I, else? Knows I'm not sure. I, I, was, I was really focused on my... On my uh, godfather joke it wasn't bad i'll give you yeah. that thank you um i'm trying to figure out this guy the mixtape i still have somewhere on one of my libraries not even kidding Stefan, i still got uh, that. sampled uh what is love and it was you a guys, really good song you guys didn't actually like take a mixtape from the street and put it in your computer did you i took I mean, a free mixtape you know i'm mike because he didn't charge me it was an audio yeah, CD. I played I mean, it in the car. He, CD he probably player. wanted to give you a computer virus on your computer. I put it on the car CD player, Mike, and it was it was hot fire. I was gonna say, Mike, this was so long ago. At this point, <laughs> like, it, what's done is done. I mean, that was, was like, like fifteen computers ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say at this point, it's uh, it is what it is. Um, anyway, um, fuck it. Let's talk about whatever we want to talk about. I'm gonna talk about wrestling, um, and uh, I'm just gonna do that first because I want to. And you guys just kind of roll with it, please. Stefan, act like you paid attention to New Japan at all. I mean, uh, I saw like three or four things happen. There were some highlights. Bobby, I'm on Reddit too. You know, like whenever you give me something from Squared Circle, you know I subscribe to Squared Circle. It's probably going to hit it up when like the next poop break I take. 
like, I mean, here's a question out there. Any of you who work in an office job, sometimes, do any of y'all ever just, like, go to the bathroom, but it's just because you want to, like, dick around on your phone for 15 minutes? Like, you don't really need to poop. You know, it's just like, maybe I want to play a game on my phone. I do that. That's all I'm saying. I would never do that. I would never do that. Hypothetically, if I were in a world where I was not an industrious and perfect employee, oh, yeah, I've done that. Mark I mean, what Mike's telling time. me is Mike's supervisor subscribes to this podcast. He is Mike, a lis- listening fan. Steph, can you disconnect and reconnect? You know, something happened to your internet connection. It got real grainy and choppy. Just uh, real quick. Um, you know, I'm a little happy because I thought for sure that was my connection that was going out. No, I was. I, mean, I see. Steph. I see you fine, and it was. Uh, I think it was just Steph. So I don't know what happened there. Um, all right, so. Um. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 14. I signed up for New Japan World, which is New Japan streaming streaming service. Um. This is where my wrestling fandom has gotten to at this point in 2020. I signed up for Japanese MMA, uh, streaming services. Which um. How much does that run you? Uh, nine ninety nine, nine hundred ninety nine yen. So right now it's nine dollars and twenty six cents, based on what my credit card was charged. Um, you gotta appreciate the way New Japan does it though, which is what whatever day of the month you sign up, they're charging you again on the first. Okay. Also, if you cancel, it's not like it just ends at the end of the month. If you cancel, that shit's done today. And uh, they're not prorating shit. So if I cancel today, I paid them. I paid them for a full month for four days straight up. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that, that was a very uh, that was a very surprising thing when I got my uh, my cell phone out there in Japan when I paid it I paid for it like at the end of October and then I got another goddamn bill like a month later like like a week later. Yeah, and this is apparently the way they do things in Japan. Um, so uh, for anybody who doesn't know this, New Japan is the largest wrestling promotion in Japan. Um. Probably after WWE and then far behind it, AEW, probably the third most relevant uh, wrestling company, at least in this country. Um, Their annual event is the big Tokyo Dome show, which is normally um, January 4th or the first weekend of January, I guess. Normally it's one night and the number of matches have reached a point where they're like, well, fuck it. Let's just spread it out over two nights. Um, which many WWE fans are probably sitting here going, man, that'd be a great fucking idea for WrestleMania. Cause they don't, people don't really have it in them to watch seven hours of wrestling. Um, just a couple of highlights. Um, so, um, Jushin Thunder Liger is Steph, I guess legend is the right word for it. Legend, um, for Jushin Thunder Liger. I mean, when I didn't know about the, I couldn't name you an organization in Japan, but I knew about that dude. You know, like he never was in WWF, but like he was on my radar somehow. So just by that alone, yeah, his name got around. Um, his uh, he's been doing this. He's wrestling for fifty-five goddamn years. If you Google him and see his face, you'll be like, oh, I've probably seen this guy before. Um, his the character Jushin Thunder Liger was actually um based on an anime um from the 80s um called Jushin Liger um which I don't know if either of you have ever watched since you're both anime fans 
but um, he rode this gimmick into like I don't know how many different promotions. Had one match in NXT, wrestled in WCW on the first ever. He was the first ever match on Monday Night Nitro, um, where he faced Brian Pillman. Rest in peace. Um, long story short, my man finally decided to retire, and uh, they had how a. How really... old was he when he retired? If he's been doing this for fifty-five years, he's fifty-five years old. Oh, he's sorry, years old. Okay, yeah. my bad. <laughs> he's been he's been Jushin Thunder Liger since eighty-nine. Um, before that, he was just Keiichi Yamada doing some other gimmick. Um, but uh, he did. He had a couple matches. They brought in a but they had a bunch of old Japanese dudes wrestling, like an eight-man match just for you know. Out of respect to the man, uh, they got Tatsumi. Uh, I forgot his fucking last name. God damn it. Now it doesn't sound good. Tiger Mask was there. All sorts of dudes were there. Um, the crowd fucking loved Juice and Thunder Liger. He went over, got a win the first night of Wrestle Kingdom in a big tag match. And then in the second night, he got his ass kicked um, to see to, to some young guys, which is the way you go out in pro wrestling. You know, on your back. Um, getting pinned. Crowd fucking loved it. There was dead silence for him when he lost. And then, you know, which isn't that unusual if anybody knows a Japanese crowd. But um, it was really nice for them to, nice for the man to get a proper send off. Um, the big thing that was happening over this two nights of wrestling was the, uh, essentially, they had a, they combined two championships, basically. One guy became a double champ or a champ champ for MMA terms. And um, we had four gentlemen, Kazuchika Okada, who's been IWGP champion pretty much for three years, on and off. Uh, Stefan's favorite, Kota Ibushi, uh, Tetsuya Naito, and uh, Switchblade Jay White, who might be Stefan's new favorite, actually. Not sure. Stefan, you got to tell me. Are you where I lie on these I things? I like out? me some uh, Jay White, you know, but man, that goatee is awful. Shave that, buddy. Um... Anyway, uh, basically, two of them wrestled the first night. The winners faced each other the following night. Uh, Okada and Ibushi went 38 minutes. And it looked exhausting. And it was awesome. Um, Naito and White didn't go as long, but it was still pretty good. And then uh, Naito finally came out of it with all the belts. And, uh, yeah, just a good wrestling match over there all around. John Moxley wrestled in New Japan, had himself a Texas death match. The first night, which is just a, a fall, uh, last man standing match. The second night, he took out uh, everybody's favorite baby face, Juice Robinson. And then he's going to, and then a uh, 50 some odd year old Minoru Suzuki called him out afterwards and people got hyped. Um, but really, the takeaway from the event is that Will Ospreay is on a different level than everybody in wrestling. Um, him and Hiromu Takahashi put on one of the best five wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. It was a fucking clinic. Brilliant, quite frankly. Completely brilliant. Um, I need... I'm slowly converting Sanchez here to a wrestling fan because I need him to translate New Japan promos for me. So we're getting there little by little. Um, I'm going to give him my Wrestle Kingdom login so he can go watch the show. Um, it's a, It was an excellent show, though. Honestly, um, I like watching... When I when I like wrestling, when I watch wrestling, I like to watch actual wrestling. And Steph, if you're still there because your screen froze, so I can't tell if you're actually there, um, you're probably I think you're on the same page as me with like if you're gonna watch wrestling, show me a fucking wrestling match. 
Okay. Well, it looks like Steph is uh, either really intent on something he's reading off screen or he's frozen. So I will tell you as um, someone who's been, I guess, casually watching WWE for the last year or two. Um, one thing for sure I've enjoyed of your friendship, Bob, when it comes to wrestling now is uh, you've shown, you know, you've introduced me to AEW and shown me a lot of... Um, you know new um, japanese wrestling clips and yeah i really enjoy how much more i guess for lack of a better word technical they are you know they seem to be extremely skillful something you don't really see in the wwe as much yeah i mean i like and i got i like what wwe does and look nxt is a great show but main roster wrestling it kind of comes and goes what does or doesn't do it for me and um i would rather just you know, I want to see a wrestling match, to be honest. I don't want to watch a fake MMA fight. I don't want to watch. I mean, look, I grew up on Stone Cold Steve Austin. So a good promo, I love it. I grew up on The Rock. Love it. You know, but um, on the most fundamental level, it's a wrestling show. And you should be able to tell me whatever story you need to with just the match. And like, look, I watch, I don't understand what half the shit the guy they're saying in New Japan. And they got English commentators, but like, they're trying to translate, but even without them, you, I can tell what the story is. Like, I can tell their character. I can tell what the guy's trying to convey to me. And, uh, they really do a good job. Good job. And, um, Chris Jericho wrestled too. And I love New Japan Jericho because he recognizes he can curse as much as he wants in Japan. <laughs> So he just calls he just kept calling people pieces of shit. He grabbed the camera in front of his holding up to his face and put a middle finger up. You know, it was great. I, I Chris Jericho is somehow better than he's ever been. It's amazing to me. His old ass is still doing back and moonsaults. He's still doing drop kicks. But afterwards he put a he but he made a statement about how he really wants New Japan and AEW to work together. Which, um, there's some heart feelings from the way the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody left. Mostly Kenny Omega, to be honest. Um, he was kind of their guy. And Jericho made a good point. Like, we got, we, we can put on some really good shows together and we can really help each other out. So, um, hopefully that's, you know, that really is something that sticks with them. Cause I think everybody would love to see AEW. You'd love to see, like, Look, man, we all just want to see Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, Omega together again, right, Stefan? That's all we want. <laughs> oh, what a what a time! What a you know, I love me the Golden Lovers. Yeah. Like, uh, though their claim as being the uh, first gay couple tag team is a great disservice to Chuck and Palumbo. Palumbo was that Palumbo? Chuck Palumbo, Billy and Chuck. Billy and Chuck. Billy and Chuck. Um, yeah. Um, the day weren't really gay, right? I don't know. That was still like, man, that was like 20 years ago. It was terrible. Um, anyway, Wrestle Kingdom was awesome. I watched the shit out of it. I watched, I mean, look, New Japan loves themselves like six-man tags and don't really do a lot for me. Um, but uh, So I skipped some of those, but it was a really good show and Kevin Kelly's a really good commentator. He did a good job of keeping me on top of what was happening and... Uh, wasn't totally familiar with uh, some of the other broadcasters there, but uh, love me some Rocky Romero on commentary. I like that there's a tag team called Rapungi 3K. Makes me happy because there was apparently a tag team called Rapungi, and then they got this new tag team and they said, should we call it Rapungi 2K? And they're like, nah, fuck that. 
Rapungi 3K. All right? That's that's what they're going with. And one dude's name is Sean. There was already LOD 2000. So you got to up it. Yeah. um, They got a lot of belts in New Japan. Too many belts, if you ask me. You really don't need tag belts for the smaller dudes. They can all tag each other. Bob. Like when I saw on uh, Reddit, it had like the match card. Uh. Every single match involved a belt. I was like, what is UFC? Just to make sure. um, The WWE has like four belts. How many does New Japan have? Oh, WWE has way more than four belts. WWE has got three world champions. Let's see. We got got SmackDown, the Universal. uh, Let's go like this. We got WWE champion. You got Universal Champion. You got NXT Champion. You got Intercontinental Champion. You got United States Champion. You got North American Champion. There's essentially four belts. Wait a second. This whole fake thing that everything is a different brand just reduplicates them all. They all have the main belt, the secondary belt, the tag belt, the women's belt. How is there a United States champion and a north american champion okay so this is the way mike stefan described it better every cha- every show has got the big belt the, the medium the belt the mid card belt the mid card belt the women's belt the women's the belt, belt and tag belts and then they got cruiserweights just around and they got women tag just around so that's about 10 belts though overall if you want to count them out like that um new japan's got a six-man title they got a tag belt for the big dudes, a tag belt for the little dudes. They got an intercontinental title. Because you have a, like heavyweight title, and then you have junior heavyweight title. Yeah, and like I like that. Like you got to beef up if you want to move up. Like they say you've been putting in weight, and they tell you the guy's been in the weight room before he moves up to the bigger belts. Um, I'm just rambling at this point. I like the show, man, and like I'm, I tell myself I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna keep New Japan World, but I know I'm not. Um, I'll probably watch uh, the show they put on the New Year's uh, uh, Dash show, I guess. Uh, watch our guy Kenta kick the shit out of some people. Um, really enjoying bad guy Kenta. Those of you who watch WWE, he was Hideo Itami, and they cut his balls off in WWE. In Japan, he's just a giant dick. Just mean to everybody. So... I think he was set. To be fair, I think he was uh, set to get a couple pushes in NXT, but every time he was about to, he got seriously injured. Like he, he was kept... shelved for multiple years. I think he tore his shoulder like three different times. That, so... that was a problem. So it's not that they just didn't do anything with him. Because if anyone was going to do something, you know NXT. Like you got to give them credit. They'll push these guys. Yeah. But it just never really panned out. Because anytime he was about to get momentum, yeah, he would tear his shit. Yeah, and he uh, got sent to cruiserweight division, and that's when he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Not you remember guy. him at the end of his W? He was fat. He yeah. showed up with like a big pot belly. Like this dude yeah. was not trying. But the one thing that we're all missing, Bobby, was uh, Kenta hanging out with the Iconics. Like it had nothing to do with anything that was ever on TV. But those two Australian girls just love giving him hell and trolling yeah, they him. Just, like, they were just bullying they were like best friends, though. Yeah, <laughs> they loved him. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun times. Yeah. So um, if you are like, if you are liking, if you like NXT. Or you like AEW? You like the more wrestling-based promotions, I guess? Um, New Japan, man. You don't understand what the fuck's going on. They just wrestle. And Will Ospreay's so goddamn good. Like, Will Ospreay's so good. Will Ospreay got, like, monkey flipped stuff on from the outside. And then he got monkey flipped towards the ring. And then he dove through two of the ropes and rolled in. Like, did like a barrel, like a roll into the ring. And I was like, I don't know you could do that. That's not possible. He, he's, well, white, he's white ricochet like, yeah I'm, 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 mike knows i mean ricochet versus will osprey you've watched that before 
Fucking Osprey's nuts. He's insane. And if you just exist on the internet, there's a decent chance, and if you like internet memes and random things like that, you've probably seen this clip of Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay, where uh, Will Ospreay gets hurricane off the top, lands on his feet, and then has the most dramatic camera cut reaction to Kota's like, shocked face. This is just big shit on the internet. You might have seen it. Uh, Steph, why don't you tell me what you what you got watched this week, and I'm going to let you know if your internet stream is makes the audio choppy or not. We'll go yeah, if I need a disconnect, let me know. I, I've been having trouble with Comcast for the last couple days now. Um, they've been doing this passive-aggressive shit at me where uh, I was late to pay my bill, so they intermittently just knock my internet out to like be like, pay your bill, mother effer, because we're going to keep interrupting it for 10 minutes at a time. Um, yeah, I paid my bill today, so uh, pay your oil process till tomorrow. So we'll see. Anyways, I'm blaming it all on Comcast. Um, yeah, I've watched a lot of stuff. It's been a struggle. Um, you know, Mark and I were talking last Friday with no new Mandalorian on deck. It was like, what do I do with my Fridays now? You know? Um, and then I was watching The Witcher. I've been able to binge it twice now on Netflix because that's how deprived of watching content I am. Um, I did see a movie this past weekend. Um, I caught Knives Out. Um, a few weeks old now. Um, but I'd wanted to see it. Uh, you know, now with the year behind it, it was showing up on like all these people I respect, whose like opinion I respect on their top ten list of the year. Um, it was kind of Ryan Johnson's first big follow up project he got after all of the kind of mixed reception and fallout and flack from the whole Last Jedi fiasco. Um, but the thing is, when you remove Last Jedi from Ryan Johnson, that was a dude with a lot of momentum, right? Um, for any of you who saw the movie Looper, which was like amazing to me because in a world of like remixes, reboots, um, borrowed franchise property. Looper as like an original sci-fi IP, that shit blew my mind. I thought it was fantastic. Um, that was that one was starring Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. If you didn't get a chance, I definitely recommend it if you're into sci-fi act movies. But um, Knives Out is an homage pretty much to the 80s movie Clue or the... Uh, was it Parker? Bradley? Bradley Park? Was it even that game company? The one who, the one who makes all the board games. Um, you might be muted, Bobby, but I think you tried to answer me. Milton uh, Bradley. Milton Bradley. What's Parker? <laughs> Is Parker anything? I don't know. Um, anyways, Clue, you know, it's basically a whodunit mystery. Um, and man, you know what I really enjoy is a movie where you can tell all the cast members are having a goddamn good time in their roles. And Daniel, uh, Craig, AKA James Bond as the private investigator Beaumont Blanc with his, like, French Cajun drawl, like, that man probably had the most fun of any acting role he's had in his career. Uh, we were talking about before, um, kind of it girl of the moment, Ana de Armas, is just, like, beautiful, talented, as kind of one of the lead figures of this movie. Um, if you were just into, like, an, a mystery, trying to figure it out type of thriller, like, who killed this guy, what are the, what are the clues that are hidden in plain sight, um, it's a really, really fun movie. Of course, you're always going to get that asshole, who's sitting it and trying to guess the movie plot out loud as if he's talking to us. Um, you know, my theater was not devoid of that, even seeing it a few weeks late, but I really love that. Um, and the other kind of thing, I was talking to Mike about it. You know, God bless Mike. You know, he'll, he'll give it a shot when I pitch it out there. Um, I ended up binge-watching this anime series in one single day. From, you know, too bad Mark's not here because he's very familiar with the genre, and we talked about it in the past. There's a genre trope in anime called the harem anime. Um, and if you're familiar with the word harem, it is just that. It's usually a male protagonist who has like seven co-star female characters and all of them are kind of in love with him, with him in some way. 
Um, you know, there's, there's different archetypes. Um, like, you got the mean one. You got the quiet, artsy one. You got the really fun, ditzy one who's super nice. You know, you have all these archetypes. It's like, it's just kind of like a, a what's the word, a parable for, like, dating of, like, trying to figure out what you want. You know, they does it, does it placate to the male fantasy? Yeah, but... Um, you know, I was just looking for some dumb, simple, like, comedy, comedic anime fare, and I, I stumbled onto this randomly, um, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, the premise is kind of like a loner, really smart high school kid. Um, his family is in dire straits economically. He gets a tutoring gig, um, and it turns out it's these five quintuplet sisters. Uh, I didn't even say the name of it. Uh, the English name is Quintessential Quintuplets. So you got five quintuplet sisters... And uh, here's the catch. They're, they're all fucking dumb as rocks. Um, they're all in danger of failing and being held back, so this kid's got to tutor them all the smartness. Um, Mike, you know, he said he gave it a shot. I think you said you're four episodes in. I personally found it super charming. I found all the characters incredibly likable. You said you're not there yet, man, but by the end of it, I was so invested in this damn show. Yeah, um, you sent me a text maybe about, what, four hours before the podcast? Um, recommend like saying that you're gonna recommend the show that you thought I would probably find weird or get a kick out of, and you sent me the name of it. I had a few hours before the podcast, so I figured I'd you know let me do this rather than look for MMA news because it's a slow week anyway. And I watched about four episodes of it within the first five minutes. And the only reason I watched it because when I read the synopsis for this show, I'm like, this looks fucking stupid. And the last time that Stefan recommended something and I said, that sounds ridiculous. What the hell is wrong with you was Food Wars, which is a show I absolutely love. So I figured Stefan hasn't, you know, he hasn't driven me wrong yet. So I guess I'll give it a shot. Um, all right. I've never watched a harem anime before. I've okay. I was going to ask, like, what's your those? background with this genre? Like, not not the biggest fan um not a huge fan of like drama animes as well like uh, those is one anime that my brother joe absolutely loves from the 90s that i just want to i just wanted to vomit anytime he had it on and it was called um one of them was fushigi yugi oh uh, no that's one of the first ones eddie ever introduced to me and i loved it i hate i hate that goddamn anime and the other one is a uh, marmalade boy I know the name. The one Mark and I grew up on was Tenchi Muyo. Oh, that Tenchi was the Muyo one. Muyo in love. Oh, that, that, um, that's like they're, the they're original. Like, they're, like, they're like seven versions of yeah. Tenchi Muyo. I don't remember what this one was particularly called. But um, yeah, with this anime with quintessential quintuplets, I mean, I'm four episodes in. Um, I very I have a very low bar for what I like when it comes to binge watching shows. So I don't know if this is saying much, but I'll likely you know watch it until the end, see what happens. You know, it may not, it may or may not be your thing. You know, like for me, this is like you know, not not taking shots, but it's like you know, people watch like CW shows, very teen tweeny shows. I never totally got into those like nine hundred two one zeros and things. The OC was the one kind of blip. The harem anime is essentially my version of that. You know, it's just kind of your teeny comedy drama. Growing up is hard. Finding love is hard, like, type show. And I, I've always had a soft spot for these in the anime. I mean, there's so many. There's a lot of bad ones. But this one, I just happen to find charming as well. Steph, your audio is choppy as 
a goddamn river raft, river rafting <laughs> thing. I can't talk. And, and, there's, and there's also the added benefit of just hearing, you know, the pitter patter of nails on the hardwood floor from one of your dogs. Yeah, this is quite an episode we're putting She's on humping, here, guys. She's humping, baby. You know, you know what Lump does this time of night. Um, Mike, what you got going on? I mean, you we were hanging out. <laughs> that were you you want to talk about your wonderful trip where we sat around for a week? <laughs> yeah. Um, didn't have much time to branch out and try anything new for the last week because, as Bobby talked about, you know, I was in California last week. Um, I decided to to ring in the new year. Um, over in uh, in California, and uh, I had a great time. Um, I think. Bobby leading up to the trip kept asking what I wanted to do. I, you know, just trying to be a good host, but he did not seem to just understand just how much I just wanted to lay around, drink, and not do anything, which was absolutely what we did last week. And it was fucking perfect. So the thing I like this week is you guys. Yeah. There was also the wonderful part where we were just sitting there. Um, and like we're seeing a Stefan's house, and I'm like, "Hey, that warrior game we're gonna go to." And then Mike's just like, "Yeah, man, we don't have to go." And I'm like, "Okay, we're just sitting here." Well, with that warrior game, for sure, a part of it was the fact that them tickets were not going down, and I'm like, "Fuck that!" But you know, two hundred and sixty points were scored in that game. It would have been exciting. <laughs> the the number the number one reason by a country mile why I wanted to stay is because I was I was having so much fun hanging out with. Uh, with Steph and Mark and who go God knows how many times I'll have that opportunity to do that considering where I live. That's true. Until we convince you to move here. That's all it's gonna it's gonna work on that. I mean Mike mentioned with the money, but uh for any of those out there considering the game time app, it is like thirty percent in fees. Like that was crazy. Yeah, this app only works unless it's actually gonna plummet the way it's supposed to. Um uh, let's see, Mike, did you enjoy let's see what we what we ate. Did you enjoy Habit? The Habit Burger, which you hadn't had before. The Habit Burger was the one that you guys said was better than In-N-Out, right? I said that is what some people believe. That is the better, the, whatever, the, uh, uh, some, it was like they were, the people voted that as their favorite fast food restaurant, like over In-N-Out, I remember. I thought it was a really good burger. Um, it's I also mean, like twice as expensive as In-N-Out. That's part of In-N-Out. In-N-Out costs you like $5. That's part of the reason people love In-N-Out. That's the thing I always bring up about In-N-Out because Shake Shack, I would say, is the number one contender people bring up when they want to challenge the In-N-Out throne. And I'm like, I get my burger, fries, and milkshake at In-N-Out for six bucks. Like, you, you, Shake Shack, you're, you're not getting the burger. You're not getting the burger for six bucks at, at Shake Shack. And the patty at Shake Shack is abysmally small. And I yeah, but the, they're using, they have a they have a better blend though, man. They're using like uh like more than I mean I think In and Out's just using Chuck. I'm getting in the weeds here, but I think they're using like brisket. They're using a little short rib and they're using a little sirloin at a at a Shake Shack. But, and hence why that burger is like nine bucks just for the yeah. patty. Um, what else do we eat? We oh, you, you how was your sourdough doing, Mike? Did it survive the trip? Oh, it survived. And me and my mother polished that off by Sunday. Oh yeah, my Mike uh, stuff. We went to um, the Boudin. We went to the one in the city, but then we just like, well, fuck it. We're gonna buy it. Let's just wait till the last day and buy it from the one across the street from my house because there's a Boudin there too. And Mike's like, I'll take a one pound loaf, and I'm just like, well, I'm here. Let me get something. And I'm like, this kid doesn't know what he's gonna want. Let me buy a two pound loaf. And then we leave, and I'm like, Mike, you have until we get to the house to decide you want the two pound loaf instead of the one pound loaf. 
a man came to his senses. So, uh, yeah, man, besides that, uh, we, we went to some pretty good food places. Uh, there was, uh, what was it, sauce that the, the barbecue place? That place isn't bad. Um, we went to, um, Plucked, got some good chicken. That was quality. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty good. Steph, you got to go to Plucked. It's by your mom's house. It's good. Okay. It's a good chicken sandwich. I mean, we had Wingstop, which is my favorite janky. Yeah, it's true. Wings, Wingstop was good. Um, was anything better than me putting tater tots in the air fryer? Ooh. <laughs> Mini tater tots in the air fryer when you're not sober is e is possibly the greatest thing you could eat. And like, <laughs> I, I think those tater tots you got are normally very small. Oh yeah, mini tater tots. You, you get put you put them in that air fryer, and it just becomes a concentrated ball of just crunch. Yes, <laughs> that is it the way was, to do it. It was excellent. I remember I saw some website saying like best things to put in air fryer. Number one was mini tater tot. I'm like, I'm going to fucking Safeway. I'm buying mini tater tots and throwing them in there. <laughs> Go. Does your Safeway carry the uh, cheese filled tater tots? Because uh, those are hella good. No, I feel that would just explode. I feel like we're halfway cheating on Trader Joe's with uh, talk. Trader Joe, Trader Joe's has got to work on their tater tot game. Some of the stuff at Trader Joe's just cost too much money too. Just how is that, that possible? I've been giving plenty of free advertisement, and they can't even throw me a three ninety nine trail mix bag. Like, come on, Trader Joe's. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, you know what? Yeah, we feel bad. We're cheating on Trader Joe's anyway. Um, I don't think we have, I mean, anybody have fucking anything else to talk about? We're about to record a fucking 38 minute podcast and I'm having I mean, Com- Comcast is fighting me tonight. So maybe yeah, Stefan's getting his ass kicked. Mike's Mike and I just ate and drank for fucking a week. Um, and then he left and I watched wrestling. That's it. We're going to be back next week. I'm this having like Mar- seven more anime for you guys. This is what I mean, man. Like Mark, Mark's not here. We didn't do stuff we like last week. We got a McGregor fight next week. This podcast is gonna be two hours long next week. Is what I'm getting at. Look, right? Some, sometimes the people need a palate cleanser, and in this case, it's a podcast that's under 45 minutes. Yeah, and if you guys listen to this, thank you. We appreciate it. You made it through this nonsense of an episode, which is me trying to convince you to watch Japanese wrestling, us talking about random restaurants, and Stefan talking about an anime while his dogs are hump- his dog is humping the shit out of a bed in the background. <laughs> Yo, so on that note, we're gonna take this uh get a little R rated with it. It finally happened. Gogi tried mounting Lumpia for reals a couple <laughs> days ago, and that was bad. She so was it. trying to bite it off, and she was snarling, and I had to put them in separate rooms to let everyone, like, calm down. Like, it was maximum lipstick. She was just, like, napping in my lap, and he's like, I'm going to take this moment to surprise. And, oh, boy, <laughs> it went. It was, I have never seen my big bulldog, Olympia, so pissed off so, in her whole life. So just to make sure, uh, Steph, uh, go we got, go we got a big lipstick or what? <laughs> oh man, it had oh, like this let's is where just the podcast say, gets us kicked off iTunes right here. This is what does it. <laughs> I thought I'd seen all of it, Mike. That's all I'm gonna say. I thought I'd seen all of it. It was the tip of the iceberg, my friend. It was nothing. Nothing is more unsettling when dogs unleash their Sith lightsaber, man. Ugh. I mean, more like uh, more like Darth Maul's double saber. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! We're all going to hell. Stay tuned into this podcast. We'll detail that dog losing his nuts, which I'm sure is, at this point is probably going to happen pretty soon, right, Savon? 
It's it's on the table. Lumpia, if 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 I don't well, do it, Lumpia's gonna take it. Yeah, her own hand. Got him. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening. I know this was a nothing episode, but we didn't want to miss a week, and uh, quite frankly. That might have been worth it for the ending right there. So thank you all for listening. Um, I was Dr. Law. That was Kid Presentable. That was Lavender Gooms. DJ Mark will be back next week. We're going to preview Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. And we're going to see if anybody's going to pick Cowboy Cerrone, who doesn't move his head against a man who's a fucking sniper with a left hand. If that didn't give away (laughs) who I'm picking, I don't know what else does. Um, see you guys next week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Peace out. Cheers. Peace.